And want more than just the headlines? Find out what's going on and what it means with me, Dennis Prager, this morning at 11, right here on AM 560, The Answer. Dan and Amy, as we were talking about with uh, Brett Baer at the top of the hour, uh, DeSantis is in. Yes. Scott is going to a hand recount in Florida. And um, Broward, Palm Beach, and Hillsborough counties uh, didn't comply with the 3 o'clock deadline for the machine recount uh, in both Palm Beach and, excuse me, in Broward, it's argued, and in Hillsborough, it was stated straight away, they went with the uh, first canvas, which resulted in Rick Scott getting less votes than he would have gotten had they gone with their second canvas. Yeah, which put him ahead by 800 more votes. In Broward I mean, that is just and, a, so... and a couple hundred in Hillsborough. I know, but that is so fraudulent. And it's so wrong. And I just, uh, that woman should be fired, her, the elections commissioner, whatever. Dr. BS. Dr. Brenda Snipes, you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and also, we've still got Stacey Abrams in Georgia trying to make some tortured legal claim. Of what now? For uh, some sort of recount to try to get her into a runoff. And then all the way across the country in Salt Lake City, you got Mia Love, who's trying to stop the count. And hold on. Mia Love, who uh, failed to take the Trump embrace. Right. She 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 resisted the embrace. But it's amazing all this time after the midterm elections, there's still seven congressional seats that have yet to be determined. One was determined yesterday. Another one de- went Democratic in Maine. Another one bites the dust. Uh, for more on this topic of uh, ballot counting, pleased to be joined by Eric Eggers, who's the research director at Government Accountability Institute, author of the book Fraud, How the Left Plans to Steal the Next Election. I guess this was a dry run. Eric, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dan and Amy. It's great to be back. What uh, marks would you give uh, the election authorities in Broward and Palm Beach counties in particular? Oof. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think we'd highlight them as uh, you know, examples of how we prefer to do things. In Florida, in fact, it's been pointed out recently that uh, the Dr. Brenda Snipes, I love that Dr. BS, I've not heard that, but Dr. Brenda Snipes touts on the Broward County Election Supervisor's website that her tenure includes, quote, some successful election, end quote. <laughs> Does it really <laughs> say that? That's awesome. So, oh, my uh, gosh. So, so, so this, this is not going to be one of them. Um, but, you know, one of the questions I've gotten a lot of, and I'm sure you guys have wondered, because, as you know, in Broward County, there's, there's been so many problems in this election cycle. And, uh, and unfortunately, that's nothing new. In fact, in, in my book, I have an entire section about Brenda Snipes, and the book came out this summer. So, uh, th- you know, we, we've known about Brenda Snipes and the problems that her office has had, including admitting to allowing illegal immigrants and felons to vote illegally opening ballots, illegally destroying ballots, but you name it with ballots, she's done it. So, um, but what's, what's crazy about it is, is that we went, well, how come she stayed in office? How come the Republican governor, Rick Scott, hasn't removed her? Uh, and I would say there's, there's kind of two reasons, right? One is politically correct. You know, if you're running for office statewide as a white male, you probably don't want the charges that come with being perceived to be antagonistic or unfair if you're removing an African-American woman, right? The charges of racism are, are go hand-in-hand with uh, the incompetence that, that her office has demonstrated. And so I think it was a conscious choice by Rick Scott to avoid that, and uh, that's one of the reasons why she stayed in office. But there's a second piece, and this is really key. What? Um, r- remember, so, like, when they go to these hand recounts now, specifically in the Senate race with, with Governor Scott and Bill Nelson, 
uh, you know, Broward County featured over 20,000 of the 90,000 undervotes, which means basically ballots in which that race wasn't marked, but all the other races were marked. And the reason for those undervotes in Broward County specifically is because the way the ballot was designed, yeah. the Senate race was the first race listed on the ballot. It was in the left-hand column. It was directly oh, underneath uh, the whole section of instructions. And so people basically think that uh, you know, 20,000 voters didn't vote for Senate because they just thought that that box was still part of the instructions. Oh. So, I mean, you could make a very compelling argument, and I, and I think it's correct that in partly because of uh, Brenda Snipes' incompetence, Rick Scott's going to win this Senate seat. So, uh, so that's a, maybe another reason why. Like, look, if you want to have an incompetent supervisor of election as a Republican, it's maybe not the worst thing in the world to have an incompetent supervisor of election in a Democratic rich county. Well, well what, what, what about this issue with uh, uh, that's uh, being litigated in court? Uh, a federal judge ruling against Scott on Thursday uh, by mandating that voters whose ballots were rejected because of signature mismatches must be given the chance to verify their ballots. Yeah, they, I mean, they've extended the deadline for being able to secure, yeah. right, these issues. Um, but what I think really compelling is is that there's it's been reported now that there's been an organized effort. I mean, the subtitle of my book, which you know people push back on, like how the left plans to steal the next election. Well, how can you prove that? Is it really this organized effort? Well, in Florida, we are now seeing proof of an organized effort by the Florida Democratic Party. They've admitted to having this coordinated uh, plan to alter the document that they sent out, and they've sent out documents with extended deadlines that allowing people to to fix these issues with their ballots and send them back. So, I mean, so that's a separate issue than what the court has ruled on uh, attorneys for the Scott campaign and, and, and connected to the Republican Party in Florida. They're quite confident that the ruling by the judge Mark Walker will be overturned or at least stayed. So, I don't think that they're overly concerned about that. But the reality is, is that you know, however many ballots there are to, to have these signature mismatch issues corrected, uh, you know, we don't believe that will be statistically significant. Uh, you know, but it raises an interesting point because if you're filling out an absentee ballot, mm -hmm. your signature is basically the only form of verification anyone has to make sure that the person filling out the absentee ballot is actually the voter on the voter rolls, because you don't have to show ID when you send in an absentee ballot. And, um, in fact, absentee ballots, I think, are universally recognized as the most easily manipulated form of voting or the form of voting that's the most susceptible to fraud. So, like, while I think we should all agree that anybody who actually casts their ballot should have their, you know, a legitimate ballot should be counted, uh, but signature mismatches are one of the few ways you can actually tell if the ballot was fraudulently cast. So it's an interesting dilemma. And they're going to be done with that by Sunday, you said? Uh, well, the hope is, yeah, to have they, they have until Sunday. I believe that was the extended deadline to, uh, to have it in. But look, I mean, Rick Scott is still holding on to this 12,000 vote lead. It's, it's virtually statistically impossible for this this margin of victory to change that much mm -hmm. under a hand recount. I mean, you know, as you know, during the machine recount, um, Andrew Gillum, who was the Democratic challenger for governor here, he actually gained a grand total of one vote. Oh. And in the uh, machine recount for Rick Scott, I believe his vote tally actually increased by 845 votes statewide. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's we're talking about things on the margins now. And, it's, uh, it's you know, what you've got is you've got a guy who's been in the Senate and Bill Nelson for a long time who's just grasping at any legal straw right. to yeah. be able to, uh, to stay in power. And by the way, 
um, you know, they've sort of unveiled themselves as being intellectually dishonest because while Nelson's lawyers have sued against Republican Bay County, that's in the panhandle of Panama City where the hurricane came in, because their supervisor of elections allowed some email, some ballots to be emailed, which is against the law. And I think they were correct in challenging those ballots. But in the Broward County and the Palm Beach County, they're fine with the law being violated because those are more favorable for Democrats. So, uh, you know, there's one thing we haven't seen a lot of. It's, uh, you know, ideological or intellectual consistency. Well, so here's the thing. I mean, so Scott will win. DeSantis is already in. But this is really now a conversation prospective to 2020, uh, particularly with now ex-offenders being uh, re-enfranchised in Moss and uh, a quarter million people from Puerto Rico that are voting in Florida. I mean, it just changes the dynamics of the electorate. Uh, it's, it's just a, that's just a reality. Uh, and so it makes the these antics going on in Broward and Palm Beach County that much more problematic for the president of the United States as he seeks reelection. What could be a very close election again, which would come down, could come down to Florida again. We've seen this before. And uh, to have a, another presidential election that's potentially thrown into, you know, weeks of uh, machinations and litigation a- after Election Day 2020 would be really problematic and frustrating and delegitimizing because of what the country is witnessing yet again in Florida this cycle. So what should Republicans do in response to what they've seen from these counties? Yeah, it's a great question. Um the first thing is I think it, I wouldn't be surprised if new Governor Ron DeSantis, shortly after he's uh, inaugurated, removes Brenda Snipes from office and, oh, uh, and possibly a few other officials as well, um, just because, like, this is unacceptable. She said, you know, she, she's been elected, but, I mean, even Governor Jeb Bush, former Governor Jeb Bush, who's the one that actually appointed Brenda Snipes, uh, has said, look, it's time for her to go. So I think, I don't, I don't believe she'll be in office when 2020 rolls around. And she That's doesn't to deserve to. The next person... What's that? I said, and she doesn't deserve to. She said that she had some success, well, successful elections. That's hysterical. Several, several, <laughs> not all, but several. That's yeah. something. Several. So, so I think I don't think she'll be there. Uh, that's not to say that the, the person that replaces her will be any better. Because remember, the reason why Jeb Bush appointed yeah. her back in 2003 is because the person that she replaced was actually just as bad. Like the, the lady that she replaced, the lady named Miriam Oliphant, was escorted oh out of her office. And when they did that, they found stacks of uncounted ballots in her desk. Oh, my God. Now, are, now are, those, so, are those stacks of uncounted ballots in her desk from 2001 going to be counted in this election? Yeah, That's that, what I that you know, remains to be seen. That may be the, the current <laughs> challenge by the Nelson attorney. So, uh, I mean, I think but the, the, the really key thing, I think, is this. And there's, there's been several elections recently that have highlighted this. I mean, to me, the, the point is, hey, if we're this bad in these key counties at counting, how bad do you think we've been at preventing the legal ballots from being cast? I mean, in Miami-Dade, we know that they had at least 108 people attempt to vote twice in the same election. Um, we know that the non-citizens voted in Palm Beach County, by the way. Attorneys for Bill Nelson and um, Andrew Gillum objected to those ballots not being counted, mm-hmm. so, which I thought was somewhat noteworthy um so like we know that there are coordinated efforts to get as many people to the polls as possible regardless of the legality of those votes and so I, I think the key is is that for the next two years republicans need to laser focus on the voter roll they've got to make sure especially in the 30 days leading up to the election because uh it's been suggested and i've seen some evidence i think to, to support this 
that the, the major loophole is that the voter registration drives right up until the deadline is the, is the window by which you can get people that shouldn't be on the voter rolls registered. And then there's actually been court rulings in other races that basically say, look, once you're on the voter rolls, uh, you're essentially a, a, a legal voter, whether you should be or not. And actually, senators for, or lawyers for Bill Nelson have made a similar argument. They basically argued that non-citizens should be allowed to vote. So, um, yeah, the so presumption, yeah, when, yeah so I, it, well, right. To your point, when you're on the voter rolls, the presumption is in your favor. And that, and it's see that much more complicated in states like Illinois, where you have same day voter registration. No, exactly right. And, you know, when I, when I spoke in Chicago to the, the Heartland Institute a few months ago, I met um, a couple of state representatives who I think have been working very diligently on this issue. And I know you guys have the, the database that does the verification. But but it, to your point, it can't operate in real time. And so, um, you know, I think that's that's the next step is how do we make sure that the people that are registering to vote, A, are legal citizens, right, and B, uh, or legal voters, rather, and then B, you know, um, have, are actually, you know, are supposed to be here. You know, who's who's watching? Because one of the, the most troubling things that I realized uh, in conducting the research for the book is, like, no one really is. He is Eric Eggers, research director at the Government Accountability Institute. The book, Fraud, How the Left Plans to Steal the Next Election. Eric, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. And he joined us on our turn.